Welcome to episode 19 of The Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. Stephen, how are you? What's up, Brad? You know, enjoying a beautiful 78 degree February day in New York City. (laughs) It's just the weather, man. I mean, you know, it's been in the 70s for a week in February. It's just weather. Crazy. I mean, it's this idea weather. that there's global climate change, it's a total hoax. It and is you know, a hoax perpetuated on the American public by the Chinese and, and the American lobby media. And the media and people who want to regulate businesses to the Job point killers. that are non-competitive. Job killers. And, and it's yeah. sad. Just sad it that sad. people believe it. It is sad. Sad. It's a total hoax. What's sad, though, is that the polar ice caps are melting at <laughs> the pace that is going to cause catastrophe for our planet. And we seem to be the only advanced, developed country that willfully ignores this because it just doesn't fit in with our worldview. <laughs> I mean, we do have an EPA administrator who is basically a climate denier and who, you know, when his donors tell him to say A, he says A. When his donors tell him to, tell him to say B, he says B. And all of his donors are in the, the, the gas and, and oil business. So, There's you know what? Shock. Fuck it, man. You all, is- at this rate, the only polar bear left is going to be Mia's stuffed polar bear coconut bear. That's it. Nice. Yeah. Who was... Who is that douchebag in Congress who brought a snowball onto the floor or the Senate? Uh, he's the he's the senior senator from Oklahoma. What the fuck is his name again? Um, uh, in, in Hoff, in yeah, Inhofe. Jim Inhofe. He in is Hoff. he's the original climate denier. He's the one who started out by saying it's a hoax, and I think Trump picked it up. Oh That's yeah, crazy. these guys are Here's, troglodytes, look, man. Look, it's snowing. How can it be warm? When <laughs> right. it's snow? no, you know what? I think part of the problem is it's semantics, and you know. The GOP has been very good at bending the way things, you know, the meanings of words and so on and so forth. So when, you know, you when you want to undo regulations that prevent, you know, coal ash from being dumped into streams and rivers in the country, you call it the uh, coal and jobs energy restoration right. act right right coal coal workers and job creation <laughs> yeah <laughs> right so yeah. you know i was thinking about it speaking of things like that um I, you know if you just read through the the newspaper it's just one horror after another about what's really going on is. in the country the fcc is about to lift um uh, a late obama era Regulation about that that limits the way in which companies like Comcast, FiOS, Time Warner, the big cable providers, can that that it prevents them from from invading your privacy and 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 they don't have to protect your privacy. So as a customer of Verizon FiOS, I can now no longer be certain that FiOS, unless it voluntarily decides to adhere to some industry standard, I can no longer be confident that it is going to protect my privacy. That's right. that's well, one thing. Then we have the... That, the, I've, the kind of, I've, kind of, I've kind of given up my... Uh, <laughs> well, we don't have any privacy. That, that I but, have but it's privacy. Just, it's just so fucking brazen. And then, it, is, um, it is crazy. But you're obviously reading the wrong newspaper. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not reading Breitbart. But, uh, well, and then, then the you're other not thing getting was, real news. It's not really news. The other thing was, at the same time, was this coal ash thing. You can now dump coal ash yeah. into the rivers and streams of the country. So. It's fucking crazy. Oh, my God. It's like, 
it's like if you can imagine the worst case scenario, like then multiply that by a hundred. It's like these immature babies getting off and they're imagined enemies and are like, we'll show you. We can burn the fucking house down. I mean, it's but that's it. They want to burn the house down. They don't <laughs> they want. want they don't want the house to stand. They want to burn it down. Oh, I mean, we've said this before. This is nothing new. For no, the it's nothing new. Of, but of I had a great podcast. <laughs> I had a great experience last night. So, Justin, my nephew, and I are. Hold on. Keep it. Keep it clean. I'm keeping it clean. We no, are. Okay. Keep it clean. We were walking down the street. We were going. He's visiting for for uh, a, a couple days. We've been having a lot of fun, and last night was was hockey night, and we were walking from my office to the Verizon Center. And what's happening in Washington right now? But the CPAC convention, the oh what, is boy. It, what does CPAC stand for again? Christian dickhead, something or other. Yeah, conservative, conservative political penis. action, fuckbags, whatever. I think it's conservative penis and <laughs> cock. CPAC, right? <laughs> So we're walking down the street and we're getting towards where the Verizon Center is where, and CPAC is having its, its convention and we're on the street and we see these three kids and they must be either like seniors in high school or freshmen in college and they're clearly, right. clearly there to attend CPAC right. and they look like Hitler Youth. And we were yeah, like, look, it's a, the Hitler Youth. Look, the, the, the Hitler Jugend is in the house. The problem was they weren't wearing brown shirts. I mean, they were wearing yeah. their little CPAC badges, but it would have been better if they much, didn't wear brown. It was much easier to identify the Hitler Youth <laughs> when they were in, exactly. in Nazi Germany because they wore the uniforms. You know, I wanted to go to CPAC one year, but I tried, and they don't have a kosher meal option. <laughs> <laughs> And everybody down in downtown Washington last night who wasn't in a Capitals jersey but was dressed up in like suit, tie, you know, dress, whatever, they were all suspect in my mind. You, yeah. could, you know, they could have just been coming from their office for a drink or dinner or something like that. But to me, they're like, oh, these are, these are CPAC Nazis. These are CPAC Nazis everywhere. That was it, it, it's been a rather extraordinary few days at, at CPAC, yeah. to be completely honest with you. And like a gathering essentially of the Republican, the, the conservative wing of the Republican Party, which has been captured by Donald Trump and Steve Bannon. They've, they've, they've jettisoned yep. Ronald Reagan. And it's now a party of white nationalism. Well, that's what this is. And this is their victory lap. The right? white nationalists are on the victory lap, their victory tour. The tour stopped in Florida last week. <laughs> yeah, he can't get enough of these public events. No. Like, it's like he's got this itch that needs to be scratched. Like, how about doing your fucking job instead of you know going to instead of leading a fascistic rally? <laughs> like, you can't you can't be running for president two weeks after you take office. Right. There's a difference. There's a difference between campaigning wants, and yeah, governing. And I think that we would all be better off if all he did was campaign. And let's then leave the governing to the adults. <laughs> yeah, but there are no adults, or the adults have been, been well, sidelined. Right. But, you That's know, true. around the CPAC convention, I was, um, I was in the car. I was on the way in the other day. And I was coming in a little late um, because I had Justin here, and I wanted to make sure he was all squared away before I came down. To, came downtown, and I had on on NPR the the program that has now replaced the Diane Reem show. Thank goodness for that. Um, 
the Diane Reem show. Anyway, um, I'm here with Brad Rothschild. <laughs> Brad, tell me what you think. Anyway, so there's this new program. It's called 1A. And they had on that journalist from the, the, the Orthodox, the Hasid journalist who had asked the Trump the question. The guy who got yelled at? The guy who got yelled at. And he was actually defending the Trump administration. You know, he's like, That's oh, it was a really bad experience. But, you know, think about the president. Think about Steve Bannon. None of these people are actually anti-Semitic. And he said, I know, the- you know, Orthodox Jews who've worked for Steve Bannon at Breitbart. And they say he's not an anti-Semite. And, you know, and he was challenging. There were other journalists on. And he was challenging them to kind of you know, come up with something that would reveal Bannon's anti-Semitism. And quite, quite honestly, they, they were struggling a bit. But when I think about Steve Bannon and this guy, Stephen Miller, and this guy, Sebastian Gorka, um, and all of these people, they have Gorka. Gorka. That feels, by the way, that guy, Sebastian Gorka, it sounds like, um, it sounds like a character from Planet of the Apes. Was there like a Colonel Gorka? In, there's in something, plan- yeah, there's something, something to similar. that. It's, uh, yeah. And he kind of looks like that. So anyway. But um, is there, has there ever been somebody named Gorka who <laughs> didn't strike fear in the hearts of a Jewish person? <laughs> exactly. Right. You and hear he that name wears, and you know he instinctively that, that guy hates kid. Jews. Oh anyway. That guy hates Jews. He, he does hate it. Jews. His name is Gorka. He hates Jews. That's it. Um, so he... Wait, let me just finish this thread. And yeah, so I was sorry, thinking about Bannon and all these guys. And in, yeah. Maybe they've never said, you know what? I hate Jews. They suck. They control banks and the media and they're bloodsuckers and they should go in the ovens and stuff. But they and and the media outlets for whom they, they work and the things that they do and the things that they say and importantly, the things that they don't say has created this environment uh, and this moment for white nationalism, which by its very definition is anti-Semitic as well as Islamophobic, as well as racist, as well as misogynistic. So, yes, maybe Steve Bannon is smart enough not to say Jews are the bloodsuckers of the world, but he has certainly made it safe and acceptable for people to actually say that. And for me, that had I been on that program, that's precisely what I would have said to this guy, this hostage journalist. That guy needs help. That ultra-Orthodox Jew, Jewish journalist needs help. He is suffering from beaten child syndrome. <laughs> and then he, I'm, I'm telling you, if you get humiliated by the right. president when you're trying to lob a softball at him, you know, you know what? Rethink your support for this guy. <laughs> right. Fucking idiot. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I have to say it. You're a fucking no, idiot. It's, it's, so, it's absolutely true. But meanwhile, it's, this guy Gorka, who... He's a, is a bad guy. A bad who guy. Has worked, who has worked with ultra-right-wing political parties in Hungary, whose family has a history of uh, support for fascist organizations in Hungary. And he says, oh, his family suffered at the hands of, oh, yeah, of fascists sure, in her. Yeah, I'm and sure my best friends suffered. are black, too. I mean, Yeah, it's, exactly. He's, you know what? He's, I, would, I would like to know... What his family was doing in Budapest in late 1944, early 1945, and how much suffering they were doing themselves and how much they were inflicting on our people there. (laughs) Exactly. Meanwhile, Gorka has been the subject of kind of withering, withering mockery 
uh, and social media. And then actually now for his name, no, just for who he is and what he represents yeah. and what he thinks. Our our friend Michael Brooks on um, on the podcast he does with with Sam Sater called the Majority Report. Michael has got the Gorka accent down really? perfectly, and they they absolutely listen. skewer the guy. And I sent Michael's funny I, as hell. I sent him I sent him the link to to Gorka's dissertation, and Michael was flying to to LA and he was going to read it on the plane. He said it's, it's, I said it's unreadable even by the standards of dissertations. But then, do you think that, do you think we can get Michael to read it in the Gorka accent? <laughs> oh my God, we have to do that. As soon as we're, as soon as we're off, I'm, I'm emailing him. I'm like, yeah. dude, you're coming yeah. on and you're reading it in the Gorka accent. That'd but be awesome. I would be totally awesome. But then, you know, beyond that kind of mockery that's happening on social media that, that, that Michael and Sam Sater have really perfected, is are people like Steve Simon and Dan Benjamin? I mean, true experts on terrorism and radicalization. Guys who've worked have vast government experience have written books on it. They have a piece in tomorrow's New York Times, basically saying that uh, Gorka's a fraud and he peddles "quote unquote" malarkey. Um, the problem what a is. Shock. What a shock! The problem is, is that it's in the sad fake news New York Times. And will yeah. unlikely have an impact. It'll probably raise Gorka's stock within the within the Trump administration, which is well, which is I mean, quite sad. On. Really, the truly sad. Need, not the, Trump sad. The, the people who really need to be you know informed and reading the sources that we read dismiss them because they feel that they're lies and nonsensical and right. they don't they don't conform to the worldview. So yeah, so we're in our elite bubble. Uh, yesterday, as I was in my elite bubble, yes, I I drove my thirteen uh, year old daughter and two of her friends to a party in New Rochelle. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with New Rochelle? I am. I'm. 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 I'm very familiar with New Rock City, as it's New called. New Rock City. New, New Rock Rochelle, City. New York, is New really Rock City. a microcosm of this country. <laughs> New tell. Rock City. I mean, you talk about like go outside of your bubble. You walk around, and I, you know, I went out there, and she's like, "Oh, you know, I think you need to come back at eight. It was like five thirty party, right? Right. Uh, I'm not sure when you need to come back. And I looked at my GPS, and it's like an hour to get back to Manhattan. Oh, so you had to you had to just stay in New Rock City. I'm walking around. I'm walking around New Rock City. So she went into this big new complex and, you know, went to her party. And I'm walking around downtown and there are Mexicans and African-Americans and South Asians and Caucasians. And I'm like, look around. Like I went into an Indian Pakistani grocery store. Nice. Yeah. Just to to check it out. Yeah. Just to check it out. I bought I bought I bought myself some ghee. (laughs) Cool. Uh, and and I said to the guy behind the counter, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not from here, but is there a big South Asian population here in New Rochelle? He's like, yeah, as a matter of fact, there is. I'm like, huh, I never knew that. <laughs> right, right. So, well, you know, and it's you, like right across the street from a Mex- from like five Mexican restaurants. Well, you and, know the story of, of Portchester, New York. Portchester, you know, New York is known throughout Latin America as a as a magnet for immigrants from all over Central and South America has, you know, you go to Portchester, which used to be, you know, where my sister lives in, in Rye Brook, yeah. New York, 
Rybrook w- seceded from Porchester because the, a generation ago, the, the, the racist people who lived in Rybrook didn't like all of the people from Latin America who were moving in. And they seceded and they created this little town called Rybrook. But the joke's on them because Porchester's freaking awesome. There's yeah. great restaurants. It's vibrant. There's there's all kinds of interesting things to, to see and do. It's this culturally vibrant thing. And Rybrook is like a shopping center with a Starbucks. I mean, and it basically white, sucks like the rest people. of people. Right, exactly. Yeah. And um, it's like it's like Edison, New Jersey, the town next to where I grew up in yeah. Plainfield, New Jersey, like Edison and Island. When I was a kid, there was a stretch that was like rundown, blue collar. Everything was shuttered. Right. And something like 30 years ago, 25 years ago, South Asians started moving in and completely revitalized right. the entire area. Right. You have restaurants, jewelry stores, clothing stores, just commerce. You have doctor's offices. You, I mean. Right. And That's it's, like and one it's of the change. It's like one of the towns next to next to where I grew up in Plainview Island. It's called get ready for this Hicksville. Hicksville, solidly yeah. kind of blue collar town. Yep. I used to we used to scrimmage the Hicksville high school team uh, in soccer. They were in a different division than us because it was a much 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 bigger high school than ours. And I think they grew the kids like three feet taller than all of us. And our coach did it on purpose so we'd get beaten up by the Hicksville kids. Anyway, you go to Hicksville now, you know it's like one. South Asian restaurant after the other, yeah. interspersed with Thai restaurants, interspersed with you know the the sari stores and so on and so forth. And that kind of that's the bubble. That's you know, <laughs> and it's it's really pretty awesome. And it's America. Yeah, uh, yet, it is America. Um, we have a government that's just intent on uh, running people out. And, you know, I read today very interesting. American business is already starting to lose. Um, just think about the tension with Mexico, a country which over the course of the last 16 years in the Bush and Obama administrations, there's been a, a radical change in the relationship between the United States and, and Mexico. There's a, a more of a partnership of equals, um, the recognition that Mexico is a extraordinarily important trading partner, um, a security partner that's, and so on and so forth. And, and now we're talk. back to that whole like gringo looking their nose down at the at the backward ass Mexicans again. Yeah. And you know what's happening? Um, Mexicans who have business in Europe are choosing not to fly on American carriers and making their connections yeah. in Chicago and Washington and New York and so on and so forth. But they're so, you know, United Airlines and Delta Airlines and American Airlines are losing out uh, because Mexicans fear uh, transiting in those major international hubs in the United States. So who I guess we're winning. Them? Uh, who yeah. could blame them, right? Who could blame them? I wouldn't and, want to come and in. Especially, sort of, and, and, when, and when you hear about like some of these incidents that have happened on planes where unruly passengers like start targeting people right. who look different and asking an Indian if there's a bomb in their suitcase. Right, like, right. What the right. fuck? I mean, disgusting, awful treatment what of the people fuck? reminding their own business trying to get from point A to point B safely fear, and that to put up with fear, some... Yeah. They put up some cracker, everyone. some freaking yokel, some goddamn boohick who thinks he's being clever, but he's being hateful. It's a terrible, I terrible don't think, thing. I don't think they think they're being clever. I don't think it's within their capacity to think no, that they're being I clever. 
You think? I think there's a certain amount of just ha ha ha. It's Trump time. I can say no, do yeah, whatever it's the like, fuck I'm I want. I'm going to show you. I'm in charge of this country now. Right. We're back. Right. We're back, and you know I don't need to be politically correct anymore. Yeah. I can hate. I can hate you out loud as opposed to hating you quietly, like I used to have to do. I, I have to say that speaking of airports and airplanes, the scariest thing this week. Um, the article in the Washington Post about Customs and Border Protection sending two immigration enforcement officers to meet a Delta Airlines flight that was coming in from San Francisco. And as people were getting off the plane, they were forced to show their identification. That is some yeah. serious freaking police state tactics. And, and from my perspective, I would have I would have refused. I might have ended up in jail, but I would have refused. It, it, it's true. So that's airports a, hold are, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Would you if some if you were getting off a plane? Yeah. And there was an there was an agent from was it Department of Homeland I, Security? Ice. ICE, yes, Department of Homeland Security. Yeah. yeah. So if there's an ICE agent standing at the door at the at the plane entrance, mm-hmm. saying, "I want to see your papers," you're going to say no. I'm going to say what for. And he's going to say, because I need to see them. I, I say, what, what do you have? Do you have some reason to, to because be suspicious? Because have have we, have, we have reason to believe that there are people on this plane who are not who they say they are. Well, that's not me. And this is America. I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, sitting in my living room, sitting in my living room, I'm, I'm not giving him my, my, my idea. Right. There's in also, the moment, though, I've never been moment, willing to, I, I have to be honest with you. I, I've, I've been kind of a wuss. Um. Airports are no constitution zones, and the courts have given the federal government a lot of leeway. But I'll tell you, I was standing online with the with with Lauren and the girls. We were transit. We were in transit from in Denver last uh, last March, and one of these uh, you know one of these Keystone cops from uh, from TSA came up to me. We weren't going through the security checkpoint. We were already we had gone through security in in, in Baltimore. And we were now waiting for our onward flight. And he said, can I take a look in your bag? And we were on our way skiing. And yeah. Lauren looks at me and says, and I could tell by the look on her face, let him look in your bag. Because I was right. about to say no. Um, I've been through security. I went through security yeah. in Baltimore. There's no reason for you to. But, I, I mean, you know, there was nothing on my bag. There was, you know, two ski boots, a laptop, and sunglasses. But Why did he want to look in your bag? Ra- random check. Random check. You believe that? No, I don't. I, I I don't believe any of this. That this we live in a national security state, so it's an entirely it's an information black hole. So yeah. I don't believe any of it. I resent the fact that my constitutional rights are violated routinely. But you know what? I was posting about this, and um, there's a, a, a friend of mine who's a, who's an African American. Posted and said, you know, why should you be surprised by this? This happens to African-Americans and Latinos every single right. day. And I said, right. in airports? She said, no, 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 no. Illegal search and seizure. Our yeah. cars are stopped or asked. And I was like, holy shit. Right. That's you right. heard the expression driving while black? Right. No, that's exactly well, what now, she said. Now this is, this is flying while Muslim. And, and, and now it's just flying, right? Because yeah, right. I could be getting off this Delta flight from San Francisco. Show me your papers. this is... But this is what we said right after the election, that yeah. African-Americans said, well, welcome to the country that right. we've always been living right. in. Right, exactly. And, and what Monty yeah. said, this is what she said, and it it kind of blew my socks up. And she was absolutely right. I was like, oh, my God. Here I am. I'm getting exercised by what happened on this planet. She was like, why the hell are you surprised? This is my existence. 
Yeah. I was like, and Holy you know what? Crap. That's the, the 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 crime there is that that's their existence, and we never really we realized. never realized it. That's exactly yeah. right. I'm yeah. all pissed because my boot bag is getting opened by some, like I said, Keystone cop, and I don't realize that this is happening to our fellow citizens every single day, and I'm Guess only getting what? exercised about it now. I feel Guess bad what? about that. What? Guess what? You just what? got woke. I just got woke. <laughs> you got woke. I got woke, man. Now you're woke. I'm, now you can't I'm go back just... to sleep. You know, to me, it's like, oh, it's the coming police state. But no, for it's here, our fellow African-American and, and, and Latino citizens, man, it's already been here. Just that right. rocked my world. I, you know, I, I'm going to shout a big shout out to Monty Burnett because... She rocked my world. She was absolutely right. I was like, I was getting exercise. Ah, airport, blah, 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 police state. Ah. She's like, hey, this is the way it is. Welcome to my world. I, that's really, I'm absolutely incredible. Incredible. Yeah, it's sad. So that's truly so sad. It is sad. And, um, you know, when you talk about privilege, like, that's the privilege. Yeah, whether exactly. You, whether you want to call it that or not, that's exactly what my, it is. No, my white privilege just came back and smacked me on the ass. So, again, wow. when, we, when we have the discussion, are Jews white? We can say Jews of European descent have benefited from white privilege in this country. Right. Ashkenazic Jews right. have benefited from white privilege. But guess what? Gorka... <laughs> and Steve Bannon and the Jew and, and uh, the true and, and and truly right. their capo Stephen Miller. Yeah, and the Jew Stephen Miller <laughs> are going to make sure that we understand we understand that exactly that, white, that that privilege is no longer extended to us. Exactly, and maybe and maybe we should never have been that comfortable with it in the first place. I, 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 that is an excellent point, my friend. That is an excellent, excellent point. So I, and you know I, I try not to. Um, I try not to bring my family into this so much. Please do. I mean, not my not my nuclear family, but right. my extended family. Born in, the family, family I was born right. into. Right. Um, you know, when I was growing up, I was told over and over again, every time I questioned anything, this is the greatest country right. in the world. Right. And don't ever forget it. This That's is the right. greatest country With in the world. With all its problems, it's still the best country yeah. in the world. and. But you know what? It and could you know be better. It, that's right. It could be but a lot it's better. The greatest, uh, but if you're an African American, it's not the greatest country in their history. It's not the greatest country no. in the world. So, so that's it's what not I mean. the greatest it be country in the world for everyone. Right. Those and positive until myths. It is, until it is the greatest country in the world for everyone, then it's not work. the greatest country in the world. There right. is no such thing as the greatest country in the world. What does that mean? Like, oh, we're going to make America great again. Or it's it's <laughs> not a freaking competition. Like, we're number one and you know. Oh, yes, it is. Whatever. These colors don't run. America. Yeah. America. Yeah, I'm sorry. These I, colors no, don't run. There's no, you hate there's freedom, no AP man. Poll, you, you impress you know, me every week with your hatred of freedom. I know. <laughs> because it runs deep. <laughs> hey, dude, one, one question. Yeah. How much did that resist T-shirt run you? It was not forty dollars. <laughs> it wasn't forty bucks. It was less than forty. <laughs> was it thirty nine ninety nine? Uh, no comment. But it's a long <laughs> sleeve T-shirt, and it, <laughs> shipping was included. <laughs> 
I love it. Let me tell you something. I love that shirt. It's a great shirt. I'm jealous. It's of a it, great man. shirt. I'm jealous. You we got to think about some Amen Corner merchandise too. We so have wait. to start branding. We have to have Amen Corner branded shirts. I, I think so. And Capo buttons. Capo buttons. What about a nice yellow star cutout in cloth? <laughs> it says the Amen Corner in it. It says Jude. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Dude, that's and so on the dumb. back, it can say the Amen Corner. I'm trying, I'm, you know, I'm trying to go out on a lighter note, and you're just being dark, man. Just I'm does sorry, dark. dark times, man. It's dark. Wait, but I do have a lighter note. Can can we just yeah. can I just get a little more sophomore for the moment? So as sure. I mentioned, Justin and I went to um, we went to the Hooters? Capitals game last night. They played the yeah. Edmonton Oilers. We're, neither of us are fans of it, but hockey's fun to watch, and. Um, we met up with a buddy of mine who was also at the game in between periods and we're, we're standing in the concourse and we're talking and I learned something new last night. There is such a thing as hockey cheerleaders. Huh. <laughs> who knew? The, I guess if you go to Washington Capitals have cheerleaders for hockey. Do they, do they skate? No, they're in the stands with their pom poms oh, really? and stuff. And two of them were walking past us in the concourse, and, and Adam and I were like, "Hold on, one second. Do you mind taking a picture?" And we took a and and we didn't take the picture, but we took the picture of them with Justin, who was blushing red like nobody's business. But I was like, "He was wow. your proxy in that. He was your proxy in that photo." <laughs> I mean, but you know, who says American innovation is dead? We, there are there's such That's a, a thing point. as hockey cheerleaders. Wow, that's a great point. Yeah. And I thought our last great innovation was Hooters. <laughs> but this is but this is this is probably on par with that. Remember we went to Hooters in, in Rockville, Maryland? Yes, I do. It's closed. There were good burgers. I was surprised at the number of families at Hooters, I have to be honest with you. During my one yeah. and only visit with you. And I prefer the, the, the biggest disappointment about that trip to Hooters was I couldn't get the authentic Hooters t shirt from Lauren. I wanted that to bring it home and see what I was more disappointed by our 76-year-old waitress. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of a disappointment. <laughs> me. And since then, I prefer the Cheesecake Factory on Rockville Pike. <laughs> well, that's what, that's precisely why that Hooters went out of business. The average age of the, of the, of the, the waitrons or waitresses was 76 years old. <laughs> Oh, my God. On that happy note. On that happy note. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Have a good week.